You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 84. Let's talk about cabin fever. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now... Let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, Steve, we're talking about cabin fever, and I bet there are a lot of people across the country who have been experiencing that in 2020. Yes. Yeah. Usually, usually you start thinking about cabin fever, you know, in January, February, March-ish, but uh, with this lovely COVID virus, a lot of people have been cooped up for a long time, but... You know, now the weather's not so great, and those that have the opportunities to go out and do what I love to do, fishing or get outside, um, it's the dead of winter, so they're they're more or less cooped up in their homes. Absolutely. So how would you define uh, cabin fever? Uh, to me, it's someone that just, like, you're just, you're cooped up, and, you know, emotionally, it causes anxiety. Uh, you just feel like you can't go anywhere. It's just... You feel like you're just locked inside this cabin and maybe you get out once in a while and go to the, the store, but you're just, like I said, <laughs> from an emotional standpoint, you just feel like, you know, like you're trapped. So, Absolutely. And it's, I mean, a lot of states are experiencing stay-at-home orders. Yeah. There's a lot of countries outside of the United States. The whole country has a stay-at-home order. So for people, it's not just the feeling of, I can't go anywhere. It's the reality that they really can't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it before, you know, we're blessed where we can actually, you know, leave our house and go side by side riding or fishing or whatnot. But people that live in the city, they, they're, they're just cooped up, you know, and it, it's, uh, like I said, this on top of what you normally experience in the middle of the winter, you have this COVID thing that's adding more stress to it. So, you know, it's just something 
we talk about, obviously, that's what I am, indoor air quality specialist. When, when you're actually cooped up in, in the same home or building for months and months, it's you could be exposing yourself to, to contaminants um, that you're not used to. Well, and, and what do you say to families where, I know we were talking about how you grew up and you shared a room with your brothers. I mean, we have lots of space for us here, but there are families who have five, six, seven children in a two or three bedroom house. And now everybody's at home working, going to school and they're all, you know, every day, 24 seven in a very small space. What are some of the concerns about indoor air quality when it's really cramped? Well, first things, you know, if you have that, that many people cramped inside a home, you're probably less likely to move bunk beds or furniture around to see if there's moldy stuff behind those. So, okay. you know, that that's something right off the bat that, you know, you should be concerned with. When you have that many people, you know, one person could be experiencing mold sickness and nobody else is. And we talk about this quite often. Mold will affect all of us differently. So if you have one child or you're the parent or whoever if you're like, why do I have headaches all the time and my eyes are watery and I'm sneezing just because nobody else is experiencing it, it doesn't mean that it's not mold exposure. And that's something I, I like to touch on as often as we can because people just think, well, mold's naturally present in a home, so it's okay, even if it's a mold infestation. And then they, they, they try to poo-poo that one person and they're like, well, nobody else is sick, so you're just a hypochondriac. So don't don't ignore just one person complaining. Make sure that you, you know you're you're actually looking at that person that's complaining and saying, "Hey, you know, maybe maybe you have asthma, maybe you have anything, you know, underlying conditions. They could have just an allergy to mold." So, when you have that many people in a home, like I said, I think one of the key things is you know, I would say splashing in tubs or habits with water, you know, does your 10-year-old, when they're washing the dishes, leave water all over the countertops? <laughs> Does your teenager get out of the shower and they're not using the ventilation fan? You know, pay attention to those kinds of things. Well, and, and besides, let's say, the moisture intrusion stuff, what are some of the other things in terms of indoor air quality that people should be concerned about, especially when they're, they have to stay at home? So we've, we've talked about VOCs and uh, radon along with mold. To explain, uh, we talked about this a few episodes ago. I'm not going to go too deep into radon because next month we're going to do some episodes because January is radon awareness month. But radon is the second leading cause of cancer. Um, it's the natural decay products of uranium and radium. So those those two minerals decay. It produces that gas. It comes up through the soils below your, your structure. And over time, it causes cancer. So even people that have never smoked... Um, can get lung cancer and, you know, naturally people want to look at them and go, oh, they probably were smokers when they were younger and that's not the case. It could be that. VOCs is volatile um, organic compounds. That's, uh, they're just, there's a whole slew of things and it's funny when I say this, it sounds vague, but I'll cover some of the things, but more or less it's something you're smelling that's not normal. Hmm. It could be a dead rat in your crawl space. It could be you know, pet urine, it could be perfumes, colognes, paint, stains, um, household cleaners, uh, smokers, all sorts of stuff. So 
when we say VOCs, there's there's just a whole slew of things that could be included in that. And it, you know, it could cause just simple things like maybe headaches or it could, you know, lead to, to worse, worse things. So what do people do when they're on the one hand having cabin fever? On the other hand, because of COVID, they can't go anywhere. And on the other hand, they may have things going on with their indoor air quality that prior to COVID, they kind of ignored because everybody's out of the house all the time, but now they're faced with. Well, there's several things, you know, that you can do. Obviously, you want to make sure that, you you know, VOCs are fairly easy to, to mitigate. Just, you know, if you have a teenage daughter that thinks she has to try every type of perfume she has in her bedroom every day and the whole rest of the house is suffering, make her go out and outside <laughs> and put it on. I mean, those are those are simple fix, you know, for... For mold, obviously, do some air testing. Make sure you don't have, you know, a toxic mold in the air or an abnormal amount of mold spores. And then as far as radon, obviously, you should test for that, too. So, you know, what once you test for, like, radon and mold, there are obviously steps that you can take after that to, to mitigate for radon and to mitigate for mold. So, you know, like I said, it's the VOCs part is an easy preventative measure because... For, like, like I said, it could be paints and stains, you know, say you're remodeling and you're, you're trying to paint all your baseboard in the house. Well, you probably should be doing that outside if you can, or out in your garage. So, and like I said, perfume, colognes, you know, it's the same concept. So would you recommend that um, people who live in warmer climates in this time of winter, like Arizona, Florida, California, should they be trying to keep their windows open to bring in fresh air? Absolutely. Does that help? Yeah. That, so the first book I wrote, obviously, um, because I feel it's an epidemic, is The Mold Epidemic. And we cover a lot in, in all the books I've written that one of the reasons we're experiencing it is because homes are sealed up for the most part. We have HVAC systems that have air conditioning. You never open windows. Um, you know, we live in an area where more people open windows because it a lot of people don't have AC around here, but even if you're in places like Wyoming where it's cold, even this time of year, it's not a bad idea to open your windows for like 20 minutes. And I know, you know, it might cost you a little money on the on the heating side of it, but shut your furnace off and, and air out your home. You know, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, especially Arizona, California, keep your windows open as much as you can. Just don't leave your home with your windows open because... As we know around here, anywhere a rainstorm could pop up, and then you actually are inviting <laughs> yeah, you're inviting a mold concern on your window sills. But there's a lot they can do with, you know, ventilating your home by opening windows. You know, if you have people, you know, whether it's one person in your family or one person in the household that's asthmatic, you can buy air purifiers, and you know there are things you can do. And it, the cheapest, easiest thing to do is open windows, just air it out. That's best thing to do. Now, if you have a mold infestation, you're, that's not going to fix it. And would you suggest for people live in colder climates like we do in Wyoming or Montana or Idaho? I mean, I remember as kids, we would do snowball fights. We would do snow angels. We would get outside. Right. Um, and we've raised generations who are more prone to be on their video games and on their tablets than they are having snowball fights outside. So given where we are with COVID and everybody staying home, wouldn't you encourage people in colder climates to find ways yeah. to get everybody outdoors? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, not everybody lives in the country, 
Um, but you still hopefully have a yard where you can go out and build snowmen. You can, you know, what I used to love to do, uh, more as a teenager, but we'd build, uh, we'd have snowball fights, but we'd actually build like a little fort, you know, a little wall. Yeah. And do things like that. <clears throat> but it does bring up something, you know, when, when you or, or, you know, your children come in from that, make sure all their wet boots and, coveralls, bibs, mittens, whatever they're wearing, coats, make sure that they're just not piled on the floor on top of carpet. Because if you do that, you're once again introducing moisture to your carpet, which will lead to a mold concern. But yeah, people need to get outside. It's just, health-wise, it's good for you. I mean... Exactly. Helps with the cabin fever, too. Yep. You know, and like for us, you know, if we can ride our side-by-side or get on the snowmobile, it's just getting out and doing something. Absolutely. What is your call to action for people? To get out and get fresh air, like okay. you just talked about. And if, you know, let's just say you're you're physically not capable to do that, just at least open your windows, you know, get some fresh air rolling through the house. And, you know, in the middle of the day when the sun's out, it might not be warm outside. Let's say it's 40 degrees, but you still open a few windows and just, you know, you, you can smell it just like you can smell rain. It's just that fresh air. So make sure you're getting some fresh air and... You know, while you're while you're cooped up in your homes, you know, I've written four books and uh, they're all available on Amazon yep. in paperback, Audible and ebook format and ebook. I always forget. So <laughs> they're all available if you, they just you can explain to our listeners how they can find that. Just, yeah, you just go to Amazon.com and you look up the mold epidemic or you can look up Steve Worsley. Those books will come up. Yep. So they're, um, like I said, they're on different platforms as far as Audible and whatnot. So get out there and, and listen to our books. You'll learn a lot just like you do from our podcast. And it'll give you a sense of urgency for dealing with cabin fever fever by getting out. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll read about the mold and you'll be like, oh, we need to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Awesome, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And we will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.